0: So uh, here's what we got. We're starting a new series this morning. We just came off of the series, It's Simple. We looked at our um, mission statement, love God, love people, make disciples. And we ended up looking at Matthew 28, the Great Commission. It says this, therefore, go, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus is telling us to go, Jesus is telling us to baptize and Jesus is telling us to teach. This series, I called it Kingdom Manifesto and we're gonna be looking at the teach part how is jesus calling us to live our lives i'm convicted that the most of the problems that we experience isn't because of outward circumstances it's because we are not solid, solidly founded on god's kingdom principles we're looking for other we're looking towards other things versus what god is saying that we need to be doing as his people so Kingdom manifesto, big word. We're gonna be looking at the Sermon on the Mount. That is the most comprehensive teaching of Jesus. It's over 2,000 letters, red letters, Jesus's very words, 112 verses in three chapters, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. In these verses, teach us how God is calling us to build our lives his way, not our way. At the, end of the, uh, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, 24, he says this. It'll be up on your screen. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to build our house on rocks, our house, our lives on God's way rather than our way. Kingdom manifesto. Manifesto. Interesting word. What does it mean? Well, I got a a definition here, and I want us to answer these two questions this morning before Pastor Bob comes up and literally recites the entire sermon on the mount. I want to ask, what do we know? And then what do we do? What do we know? Well, what is manifesto? Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it as this. A written statement declaring publicly the intentions, motives, or views of its issuer. Again, a written statement declaring publicly the intentions, motives, or views of its issuer. So what do we know? We know that Jesus is the issuer. Jesus is speaking. And at this point in Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is 30 years old. He's starting his ministry here on earth. He is in inher- he's bringing about the kingdom of God and he's done some pretty amazing things. The first two chapters of Matthew, it's the Christmas story. And then we read that Jesus comes to John the Baptist's cousin. He is baptized. He calls out four uh, people, two groups of brothers, James and John and Peter and Andrew. He says, hey, come and follow me. And then he goes around preaching the good news and healing and delivering people. Pretty amazing thing. It's so amazing, in fact, that so many people come from all over to see Jesus, And so what do we know? We know that Jesus has done some pretty amazing things. And it's interesting because if, think about it, Jesus could just stay and continue to heal. He could stay and continue to deliver. But instead, when he sees the crowds, we read in the first two verses of Matthew 5 that Jesus goes up on a mountain and he starts to teach. Now, if I was Jesus, I would probably continue this healing and deliverance thing because that's what we need. We all need to be healed of our infirmities. We need to be healed of our issues. We need to be, uh, be, uh, we need to be freed from our strongholds. But instead, Jesus gathers the multitude and they follow him up this mountain and he sits down in the way that Bob's about to sit down on this chair and, and teach us and he gives us his words, his words. See, God doesn't want us to figure out how to live our lives on our own. He wants us to put his kingdom principles in place so that we can build our lives his way and his kingdom will come by the way that we follow Jesus in word. And there's a scholar who summarized the Sermon on the Mount this way says that the Sermon on the Mount is primarily instruction for disciples about how life is to be lived on earth in, la- in the light of the radical truth that the kingdom of heaven has arrived. But secondarily, it holds out an invitation, not an entrance requirement, to the crowds to enter The kingdom. So, yes, it teaches us how to live, but it's also a a welcoming. He's welcoming to live life his way. And that is huge because we're gonna read a lot of do's and do-nots and 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 make sure you do this and and not that. But it's very important that we remember: the only thing that we need to do to inherit eternal life is say yes to Jesus. When we say yes to Jesus as our Lord and Savior, what he gives us is his very Holy Spirit and dwells in our hearts, and it loves us so much that it does not want us to stay the same. And so it is this kingdom manifesto, this issue, this this or this written statement that tells us God's motives for how we're called to live our life here on earth. So, I have an illustration, don't go anywhere, I'm not going. Y'all ever play Jenga? When you play Jenga, there's a certain way that you build your foundation. If you were to build your life your way, you would only get to a certain height before things start going wrong and things start falling apart. And that's what happens. We say, God, we don't wanna do things your way, we got it. And our pride gets in the way, and he's so kind <laughs> that he only lets us get a certain height before things start going wrong. And so here's what we do. We say, okay, God, you want us to set, lay this foundation, this solid foundation that's going to allow us to build. And what is that solid foundation? Well, it's the first beatitude. It's what Jesus starts saying. And this is what I wanna leave you before Bob comes back on. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. See, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God thinking that we know how to live our lives. We have to enter into the kingdom of God, poor in spirit. We have to enter the kingdom of God saying, God, I want to learn how to live life your way. And when we do, we're laying the foundation of our lives. We learn how to love our enemies. We learn how to say no to sexual sin when it comes. We learn that we are to keep our word. We learn that we are salt and light in this world. We learn how to pray. We learn how to fast. We learn how to give and where to store our treasure while we live here on earth. And when we build our lives Jesus' way. We see something like this. Now, here's the reality, though. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. This is Jesus. He was the only perfect one. But when we have a solid foundation, then when things start going wrong, I I won't move that one. Let's move this one. And we start messing up like humans do. What we need to continue to do is we need to continue to build. We need to continue to stay on this solid foundation and grow in our faith as imperfect followers of Jesus. And so what I want us to do this morning, when Bob comes up and literally recites all three chapters, I want you to open up your hearts and do three things. The first is survey. Take a survey of your life. What do we do? We, we look at our, our lives. We ask God, hey, teach us. What do we need to change? Where have we gone wrong So we survey our life, and then the second thing is we do some demo. There's probably some things that God's gonna teach us that need to go. We we may be looking at a remodel, but some of us may be looking at a full rebuild, and that's the third, is we rebuild. And we rebuild our lives his way, not ours. I'm convinced that the reason why we experience all sorts of issues. It's, it's not because uh, of other external factors. It's because we are not building our lives on the solid foundation. See, again, I want to put Matthew seven twenty four on the screen. Jesus, at the end of this sermon, says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does not and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. See, God doesn't promise us a life free from storms and free from trials. Quite the contrary. He's saying, build your life this way so that when the storms come, when the winds come, when trials and tribulations, when hurt and pain comes, your life will be built on the rock And you will not do it perfectly, but we can rest knowing that we are living life God's way. So let's do that. I wanna call Bob up, come on up, Bob. And then I wanna pray. I wanna pray that God allows us to survey our hearts, to maybe ask this first first go as we read the entire uh, message or hear the entire message. What do we need to demo? What do we need to rebuild? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for these words of yours, and and I thank you for Bob, who has so uh, amazingly put this to memory, and I pray that as we hear your words, God, that your Holy Spirit would convict us, would teach us, would correct us, would encourage us so that we can build our lives your way. Pray this
1: in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad for great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness how will it be made salty again It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to annul the law and the prophets. I have not come to... Destroy them, I have come to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and keeps these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For truly I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry With his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says, Raka, will be answerable to the court, but anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, And there remember that your brother or sister has something against you? Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny." You've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off, throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. You've heard that it was said, anyone who divorces his wife, must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you, anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, causes her to become a victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oaths, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head for you cannot make one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You've heard that it was said eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you Do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If someone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. It has been said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Are not even the pagans doing that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be careful, not to practice your righteousness before others, to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets like the hypocrites do, for they love to give so that other people will see them. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father But deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For if you give, forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your heavenly father will not Forgive your sins. And when you fast, do not look somber like the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show everyone that they're fasting. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break through and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, Or you will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life, More important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all of his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not judge, or you will be judged. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred and do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you want others to do for you, because this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them, Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, And the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority and not as one of their teachers of the law. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we pray that you will search our hearts, turn your light up brightly, and expose those areas of our life where we are unclean. Lead us, Lord, in the way everlasting. We thank you that your word is a light unto our feet and a lamp for our path. We thank you that you are faithful to your word. So we ask you, Lord, to send your spirit and convict us of sin. And also, Lord, we pray that by your grace, we would be able to build our lives on the strong foundation of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the cross, because through the cross, we have been reconciled to you. And it is through the cross that our old nature has been crucified, so that we, can live new lives in you. And we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's like drinking
0: out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> I hope you're encouraged, convicted, and ready to continue to build our lives. Who else, when he got to the uh, Matthew 6 the Lord's Prayer started reciting it out loud. I started doing it. It's about the only part that I have memorized. Bob, thank you for sharing the fruit of your discipline and literally preaching the very words of Jesus. As we start off this series looking at God's kingdom manifesto. And what we'll do now is we're going to go verse by verse right now. If you guys have, I mean, you're at home, so you have all the time in the world. So we're going to start with verse three. I'm kidding. We're going to take the next about two, three months to look at verse by verse, break it apart and see how God is calling us to build our lives been good to be together Uh, as a reminder of the marriage one thing will be moved online so if you've registered look for that zoom link if you haven't registered and now you want to register it's not too late go ahead and uh, hit up the guide, ccc.guide, register. You'll get the Zoom link. We'll be online this week. And also, if you have any prayer requests, that prayer link on the guide, ccc.guide, is the best place to communicate. If you have any pastor's uh, phone number, email, feel free. We will be praying, uh, and and let's go through this together. Stay home, stay dry, and uh, stay safe. Let's pray. Jesus, Mm. we thank you for this gathering. We thank you for technology, and I pray your blessing over every home and every family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Amen.